Back in 1972, Curtis Mayfield's song, Pusher Man, was released in tandem with the film Superfly. Superfly was about a kingpin drug dealer trying to give up dealing cocaine and go straight. Pusher Man outgrossed the friggin' movie and it's become an iconic song. A Pusher Man is a drug dealer. Mayfield said that this character is both good and evil, which is why he sang In today's world, we see lots of things being pushed. These new kinds of pusher men may think they're doing some good things, but in reality, they are peddling poison. That's right. On May 4th, a new study came out in the Journal of Psychological Medicine stating that young men who are heavy weed smokers have a higher risk for developing schizophrenia. I think most people had some suspicions that this was probably the case. One of the only vocal reporters about this has been Alex Berenson. Many of you know Berenson for his COVID reporting and his successful lawsuit against Twitter and his pending one against the Biden administration. But in 2019, after years of research, Berenson published Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana mental illness and violence well i just you know i just bothered to read a report that came out a year two years ago from the national academy of medicine that nobody seemed to bother to read you know the nam is like the place for scientific research in the united states they did a 500 page report that says basically all the nearly all the medical benefits are either unproven or don't exist and that there's a true link to psychosis and schizophrenia, which are terrible diseases. Okay, so, but we now have a number of states, obviously, that are legalizing it, more and more states that are legalizing it. We have companies uh, that are, uh, you know, yeah, on, the, on the stock market. Good luck with that. Why do you say that? Because the first time that there's a uh, case of a really bad case of psychosis, I mean, there are really bad cases of psychosis linked to marijuana all the time. The first time some 28-year-old nurse throws her, you know, kid off a roof, uh, it's going to be the end of Tilray. Back to the new study. The scientists found that a shocking 30% of schizophrenia cases among men 21 to 30 could have been thwarted if they had averted cannabis use disorder. Cannabis use disorder is effectively the alcoholism of marijuana. The Centers for Disease Control state that it affects a startling three in 10 marijuana smokers. Three in 10. This data was pulled from a study of nearly 7 million people. So what's going on here? Marijuana has become legalized in more and more places. Younger people with developing brains are smoking lots of pot and are more likely to get addicted and develop cannabis use disorder. And of course, potency is at play here. The Journal of Forensic Sciences state that the THC in marijuana was less than 1.5% in 1980. You can now find concentrations that are over 90% in oils and edibles. Most strains in the United States are around 20%. I'm not one of these people that says cannabis is bad. It has certain medical purposes. However, High THC that's vaped in particular because it hits the bloodstream and brain so fast. And if that's used in young people, 
for young people that have a predisposition to bipolar or schizophrenia, it can trigger psychosis later in life. I'm basically a live and let live kind of type. You know, I'm not one to tell people what to do. If people have tendencies toward bipolar, smoking very high THC cannabis is really risky. Mm. And that's just what we've seen over and over again. There's these huge data sets out of Canada that show this. And again, I'm not trying to shut down the cannabis industry. I think it's right. really interesting what's happened. What is very high THC? Sorry. It's the percentage, it's like gonna be the ratio of CBD. So when you start getting past like 50-50 ratios and like, and you can buy pure THC now. People are vaping pure Dabs. THC. Oh, yeah. I mean, which is, you know, and if you have a stable mental constitution, you're healthy in other ways, maybe it's fine. I think it's safe to say that we can all recognize that marijuana is pushed. There are those that actively work to legalize it among the states and also among the federal government. Because it is a vice, you can tax it, and that keeps people in power quite happy. Americans spend $30 billion a year on marijuana. Chocolate sales were only $20 billion last year. There is money to be made, even if it is at the expense of those that will suffer and have their lives ruined. States net nearly $4 billion off of recreational marijuana use alone. Is it moral for the government to prosper off of vice? Does the government legalize this solely so it can make more money? Perhaps one man's tax revenue is another man's protection fee. Please don't let me go back empty-handed. Please don't do this. Come. I want to help you. Come to my store next Friday. I'll give you the money. This is Friday, Babu. How many times I got to tell you? In other words, we will let you break the law of morality as long as we, the government, gets our cut. Let's talk gambling. U.S. commercial gaming revenue reached a record $60.4 billion last year, a $7 billion gain from the previous year. Online casinos collect $5 billion in revenue with a yearly growth of 35.2%. Our good friend Uncle Sam made around $35 billion through taxing these organizations and taxing local lotteries. The incredible ease of gambling online, which only takes a few seconds, has created a nationwide crisis. We've got bankruptcies, broken homes, crime, spousal abuse. But politicians don't want to talk about these things. They have their own addiction. The money from taxing vice. Here in Virginia, there's a 20% tax on alcohol and tobacco. It's estimated that more than 140,000 people die from alcohol-related causes annually in the United States. And that's just a fraction of the damage that alcohol does to people in relationships, in their jobs, in their family life, just their thinking. Over 440,000 annual deaths are considered to be related to smoking tobacco. To put numbers in perspective, the final official tally of COVID-19 deaths in the United States for 2020 was 350,000. And we all know these numbers have been purposefully inflated. Our political elites favor a soda tax, a meat tax, and now we are seeing an emergent eco-tax. I think the reality is the government is the biggest pusher of them all. They, the government, are like Capone. 
And all these industries are like bosses and lieutenants in the Chicago mob. They kick some of the profit up to the bosses so they can continue to have their racket. I'm responding to the will of the people. <laughs> people are going to drink. You know that. I know that. We all know that. And all I do is act on that. And all this talk of bootlegging. What is bootlegging? On the boat, it's bootlegging. On Lakeshore Drive, it's hospitality. <laughs> I'm a businessman. And what of your reputation that you control your business through violence? That those that don't purchase your products are dealt with violently? I grew up in a tough neighborhood. And we used to say you can get further with a kind word and a gun than you can with just a kind word. When the government receives revenue off of vice, the vice and the harm that the vice causes are protected and enabled. The more vice, the more societal destruction. The government is more than an enabler in these activities. It's a co-conspirator. We'll never eliminate vice. It's part of the human condition. But when the government not only sanctions vice, but is a co-conspirator, it creates much more vice. In closing, there's a famous quote attributed to de Tocqueville, but likely first spoken by a clergyman. Nevertheless, in my view, it is as true now as when it was first spoken. America is great because America is good. If America ever stops being good, it will stop being great. It's time for you to start paying some dues. I ain't giving you shit. <laughs>